Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another glorious episode of Ignorant Intelligence. I am your host, Brandon M. Davis, and I am joined today by a special guest. Introduce yourself to the world. Hi, everyone. My name is Julia. And how long have I known you? Decades. She's known me since I was <laughs> short, with no facial hair, and a squeaky voice. We went to Wagner Middle School together, and she's joining us today on a very different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I say silly things on here and talk chaos, but we uh, were discussing a more serious topic mm-hmm. um, that I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, but before I get into that, I have to say, you have the most positive Instagram I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> thank you, I go you, on people's you. stories and it's just drama all day and memes and chaos and they're mad at this. But I go on yours and you're like, today's words of positivity are, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> like... Why don't I look at life like this? You know what I'm saying? It's just daily affirmations. Affirmations, and, wishes. Right. You know, it's all <laughs> chaos on mine and worrying about where people buy porn DVD. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I say this because me and my boy were driving around mm-hmm. and I'm looking and I'm just like, they still have porn DVD stores in 2022. Who's buying that? Who has DVD players That's what anymore? I'm saying. Yeah, so like-, <laughs> like, I'm looking and I'm just like, this is disgusting because I'm sure... <laughs> It's about ten grand a month for rent at a oh, porn no. store, at any storefront. So I'm just like, they're selling ten thousand dollars a month worth of porn <laughs> DVDs in 2022. Like, who's that sick? Are they just collectors out there? Like, what is going on here? Like, that's like, it, it weirds me out. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, positive Instagram, keep that up. <laughs> I need that in my life. You're but, welcome. Um, You're welcome. The topic we wanted to discuss were. Basically, the dynamics of single-parent households, mm-hmm. you know, and how that affects people, how that may have affected you if you've gone through that, or people you may know. So, if you want to expand on that, yeah, yours. definitely. So, <clears throat> I grew up in a single-family household mm. with a single mom, and it's definitely impacted me my whole life. Like, some of the main lessons are, one, you know, Choosing to become a parent is probably the most important decision of anyone's life. Mm -hmm. Community is key. Uh, Supportive community is key Mm because you really can't do it all on your own. It takes a village. And whoever that individual is, like that main guardian, whether it's your mom or dad, for me it was my mom, that person is a superhero because they are first line of defense, always there, just amazing. Yeah. So in that dynamic... I don't know, is your relationship with your dad good or mm-hmm. do you guys keep in contact? Like, how does that? Oh, yeah. No, my relationship with my dad is good. Um, what was great about my childhood is mm. I was always supported by every single person in my family. Okay. Um, my, funny enough, my even though my mom and my dad separated when I was, before I was one years old, so I don't even know them together, they were always there for me to the point where I grew up in a complex and um, like a building complex. And I was in one building and my dad was in another building. Oh, okay. Cool. That's perfect. <laughs> and I had a grandma in the same building and a great grandma in the same building. Okay. So even though it was a single parent household, your dad still had an impact on your life. A hundred percent. Yes. Because it's weird. I, I guess you could say mom was a single parent house. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me explain. So my parents were <laughs> characters to say the least. So... <laughs> Like when when they first had me, first backstory, my brothers come from my dad's first marriage mm-hmm. and my sister comes from my mother's first marriage. Okay. Then they got together and had me and they're like, we have to make this work. So <laughs> like when they had me, they were together until I was like 
seven, then they broke up. Okay. Right. So after that, I was like, okay, I guess I'm in a single parent household. Then they got back together when I was in middle school. Oh, wow. I just came home one day and my dad's just sitting there. I'm just like, what's going on here? What's up? <laughs> you know, like, okay. But I, I kept in contact with him that whole time. It was mm-hmm. never like a, any abandonment issues or anything like that. Right. And then through high school, they were together. Then I got to college and they're like, hey, you're an adult now. This isn't working out between us, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool, okay. whatever. Come home again at 21 and I see my dad <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table. I'm just like, what's up? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're back together. I'm just like, oh, God. Like, they just, mm. they were like high school kids. Like, they just yeah. break up, get back together. So, you know, it was a weird dynamic. But I was, my dad was in my life the entire time. That's good. You know, so. Um, and I was reading things about how being in a real single parent environment affects the way you grow up, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like a 70% chance of becoming a felon. Oh, wow. Is more, is a 70% more chance of you becoming a felon raised Mm -hmm. in a single mother household. Wow. Same with becoming a high school dropout. Same with becoming a teenage parent. So, you know, it's just like, and then the other statistic that blew my mind was, 64% 64% of African-American households in the United States are single mother households. Oh, my goodness. And then with Hispanic households, it's 40%. Mm-hmm. Native Americans, it was 56 And with Asian households, it was 15%. White families, 24%. Wow. So I'm just like, if there's a chance of you going to prison and then you lead the country in single-parent households. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all connected right. from youth. Right. That's crazy. And I often wonder, why is that? Like, why does that occur? Yeah. In, like, a, a cultural thing, mm-hmm. I guess, you know? Um, I don't know if it has to do That's with... Sorry, I was just oh, thinking no, 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 about that. School, that school. is really it's, interesting. It's, 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 like, sad because it's, like... It's, like, this independence thing that's preached yeah. in black communities about, oh, I don't need a man, da, da, da. And, and, listen, I have no issue with single mothers. They, it, they, it's a lot on their table. Right. But a lot of times, I think it could be avoided. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. I don't know. I So I come from a long line of single mothers. Mm-hmm. So like even going up to my great-great-grandmother, there were always single mothers. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like <clears throat> on my end, my dad was involved in my life. But my mom's dad wasn't involved in hers. And my grandma's dad wasn't involved in hers, etc. So for me... I think now that children aren't the main focus of Mm. people's lives anymore, like we see more and more people not having children, especially in our generation, um, that it it can be avoided. But back in the day, I mean, where contraception wasn't really a thing, where machismo, especially in the Latin community, like the men were like the breadwinners and people who we had to cater to, we being the women, had to cater to them. Um, My family was rebellious against that, and they were Mm -hmm. like, we don't want to do that, which is why (laughs) they would kick out their men. Or, like, my grandma had an abusive husband, and she was the first of 13 children to leave Puerto Rico and actually leave her husband. Like, everyone was like, no, you should stay with him because that's all they knew. Right. And they were in abusive relationships. But she was like, I'm way better than this. Yeah. So she set that up for us. See, that, that was, when you say abusive relationships, that mm-hmm. often makes me think, like, 
is there a certain fine line where you're better off being a single parent? Exactly. Because I know some people who are like, I wish my dad had just left because he'd come home drunk, beat mm-hmm. on us. So I'm just like, damn. In that scenario, it's like, yeah, you know, you got to get out of that. Totally. But like statistically speaking, a lot of kids, and I can only speak as a guy. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of boys need that structure of like a dad in their life because the way I acted when my dad was there versus when I was just with my mother, total 180. Like, when he was there, I was way more respectful, chilled out. Uh-huh. When he left, I don't know if it was like an anger thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I was getting into fights more often. Mm-hmm. It was just way more chaotic. Even though we spoke every day. Right. It was just more chaos because I didn't have that dominant figure to come home to. Like, oh, shit, I got to explain to my dad why I did this. You know what I'm saying? That like, my mother's so like... Oh, that's my baby. He's fine. You know what I'm saying? But my dad's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it was just, don't get me wrong. My mother, she was disciplined. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I'm going to tell your dad. It's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? That's a totally different fear factor with I'm going to tell your dad. Totally. So on my end, it was flip. So Uh, my mom was, my mom, caregiver, disciplined person, I would... I still remember, and she actually reminds me all the time. She's like, do you remember when you were 22 and you got your first cavity? She's like, the first thing you said to the dentist was, my mom's going to kill me. You were 22 in your first cavity? Yes. Brush and floss every day, kids. Wow. And people say I have a nice smile. I got my first cavity at nine, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so back to the discipline disciplinary Disciplinary, thank you um my mom was that and to this day i'm just like my mom all she has to do is raise her voice a little bit and i'm like you know (laughs) (laughs) don't don't give me like i feel like with black and spanish households it's like yo don't play with your mom like that like you don't like you know what i mean like but still like my dad was just like this because my dad was in the military Oh, I see. He fought in Vietnam, so we had oh like this stoic, like, I'm not playing with you demeanor mm-hmm. about every, no matter what I said would lead to a lesson. <laughs> We're like, yo, dad, I won a football game today. Yeah, well, had you got there earlier, this oh, is like- Oh, God. <laughs> we won. Like, what do you, like, he was just, that was just his personality. I don't know. That's but, so funny. Yeah, so I feel that um, even just bringing, going back to the statistics about mm-hmm. you have a 70% more likely chance of going to prison. Yeah. You know- and when you have fathers removed out of the household, especially in black communities where it's like one in every three black guys will go to jail. Wow. You know, so it, it makes me think it's just like, is that avoidable mm-hmm. if we had a different outlook on parenting, family? Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to get too racial about things, but it felt multiple times there was like an effort to like, put a wedge in family mm-hmm. in black communities, even dating back to the civil rights era where, yeah. you know, they were more likely to get married and more likely to have a family structure. Mm-hmm. Now it's the total flip side. And you see a lot of young parents and just, it's a lot of toxic things going on in that community. Mm-hmm. You know, So I feel like if there, if fathers were just more prominent in children's lives, whether the parents were together or not, it will make a big difference. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I'm so grateful that I did have my dad there. Like, even though he wasn't the person that I was scared of, mm-hmm. I was always scared of disappointing him. Right. So my mom would just be like, I'm going to tell your dad. And I'd be like, oh, no. It's like, damn. Now I'm going to have <laughs> like, to hear the, like, yell at me, hit me. But like, when you tell me you're disappointed. I'm that just hurts like, so much more. Yeah. It's just like. <sighs> that cuts. That I'm cuts. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. 
feel this small after like damn I'll do better next life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a and then I was seeing about no disrespect to women. Mm-hmm. They were saying that eighty percent of women initiate the divorce. Okay, yeah. Why? I can see that. Like, because you don't want to put up with men's shit. Are we that bad? Yes. What is so bad about? Well, us? you know what? It in the history of my lineage, right? Mm-hmm. So like, my great grandma, a lot of cheating. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, abuse, physical abuse. So, like that—that that in itself is—that's a reason to leave. Right. Like, right? Even, yeah, no, yeah. No question. No question. Um, I think that's just my history, and that's why, like, there's been so many single single women. But also, just breaking—they were specifically breaking from the mold of "I have to be this supporter of a man" mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so I think if we were to move past that, which I believe we are, mm. like we're moving past that stereotypical positioning of the men has, have to be the breadwinner, have to be the head of the family, and then like the wife is just subservient, mm. um, then there could be some true partnership there. But right. that's a big culture shift. Huge. That I think most people are not ready for. Right. Um, I'm 50-50. Like I don't, I'm not like this woman cook clean type person. Like I'm not, totally. I'm not on that. But I also can't see myself being a stay at home dad. And that's fine. I can't see that. Like yeah. I, I see some guys that are like, well, you know, 2022 things change. Mm-hmm, you could be mm-hmm. a stay at home dad. I'm just like, not me. Yeah. I don't care if my wife makes a million dollars. I can't just sit in the house and watch kids all day. Like I don't. Hundred percent. I think women are better at that. To be honest. I think. It takes a specific personality to be like that. Yeah. I think women have more people that fit that personality. Let's say that. Because women are more patient. That, um, more understanding, easier to talk to. I feel like a lot of women understand emotions better. Yeah. A lot of guys, we can be very like, look, do what I say and that's it. And I don't have time for this, you know. Right. But that's, those are the guys that are like getting divorced. What? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know because I. All right. So yeah, that was a big blatant statement. It's, it, because I. All right. So I'm not gonna say a name because I don't want him getting mad at me. Okay. But I have a friend who is getting divorced right now. Oh. And it's like, and he's a good guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. cheat. He's he's known his wife since they were in high school, and they have two kids together. They live wow. In, live in Jersey. Have a house. All that. Right. Yeah. So in Jersey, you know, in New York, you don't have to live in your neighborhood to go to a certain school. A hundred percent. So in Jersey, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Wherever you live, that's kind of like your zone thing, unless you're paying for a private school. Gotcha. So he lives in a certain district because he's like, yo, I want to live here so my kids can go to this school. Mm-hmm. So when they got a divorce, he's just like, well, they're in the process of that. He was just like, you know what? If I move and uproot my kids... They're going to have to go to different schools. Oh, no. So he literally left his wife the house. Wow. He's now moved back in with his parents. Thank God his parents have a house. And it's yeah. like, a, like a two-family house or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he has the Space. separate. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, but the amount of stress he's going through living back home. Yeah. You know, his kids are in another state essentially now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's not a bad guy. And her outlook was just like, I don't know. We're just not, we're not on the same page anymore. So you're going to throw away your entire family because you're not on the same page? Like, that's ridiculous. There has to be more to that story, though. But uh, sometimes it's really not. Sometimes it's just you get tired of the person you're with. 
Totally. And, totally. You know, some people have this grass is greener outlook on life. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you guys been together since you were like 17, 18. Now you're 38. Right. Two kids. Some some people feel like I don't know who I am. My right. whole identity's wrapped up in this person. Yeah. And, you know, I, while I understand, I also think that sometimes that can be a selfish decision. It can. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with making a selfish decision mm-hmm. if it's you just have to understand how it's going to impact everyone. Right. So like like you know, I wouldn't mind making that decision, but once there's kids involved, I think right. that's what what makes it really tough. Right. And one thing that I really appreciated of my parents is that they split up before I could even remember them together. Mm-hmm. I used to think like single family homes was the norm. Okay. Until I met, like, people with two parents. And I was like, that's weird. Like, you don't have two Christmases? <laughs> like, <laughs> Where I grew up in Bed-Stuy, like, mm-hmm. I was one of the few people that had two parents in the house. Yeah. So when people came to my house, they're like, your dad's here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can't be, like, just banging on stuff. My dad's going <laughs> to flip out. Like, we can't do that here. I'm like, what? So I didn't realize. I remember when I went to school in Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. I went to elementary school there first and then middle oh. school. And when I got there, like, my parents had just broken up, like, a year or two before that. So, mm-hmm. I got there, I was just like, I th- in my head, I thought all white families were like TV. <laughs> like, the Hallmark Channel, like, yeah. they all sit down and eat breakfast. And I get Aww. there, and they're just like, yo, I hate my dad. I'm just like, you're like us. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're people too. You guys get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really did not know. I really thought everything was just like... Mm-hmm. family and we live in long island on the weekends you know I, that's how i thought they lived i had no <laughs> idea so to see that kind of made it a bit easier of a transition right with that but back to the it being a selfish decision oh yeah um so that's what i'm saying it, they they're african-american yeah so i'm just like damn what now the the chances of the probability of them going to prison is there now you know right, not right. that well, but he would be involved, there. right? Right. But sometimes when people break up, it was something else I was reading, like 60% of men lose contact with their kids within three years of a divorce. Okay. So, and then you have to wonder in that scenario, she just left him because she wants to find herself and then mm-hmm. he's like stressed out trying to pay for this, that mortgage in his name, mm-hmm. kids in another state. He may just be like, yo, I want to start another family. And then it's just... You know, the amount of time he spends with them is decreased. Right. You know? And I think that goes into, like, an individual's character, right? Like, you said he's your friend and he's a nice guy. Right. I don't see him then losing contact with his two kids, even if he starts a new one. Yeah, but I also know guys who are good guys, and I see them arguing, like, over the most ridiculous things Mm -hmm. with the mother of their children. That's that's definitely like something that I feel and even I saw that like my mom and my dad arguing mm-hmm. and that's something that I think is probably could be triggering for kids yeah. um to be stuck in the middle of things and the one thing that I did hear that I actually really like that came from a white couple <laughs> like Jackson um Kristen Shepherd. Oh, go, go, go. Um, they said that when they argue in front of their kids, they have to make up in front of their kids too. So that right. the kids can actually see. You got to have the positive and the negative. Exactly. It chaos and then that's it. Right. So like you, so there's going to be arguments because we're all human. Mm-hmm. And like, that's another thing to remember is like, or what I try and remember, remind myself in many years of therapy talking about my, my parents is 
they're humans too. Right. And like, they're allowed to make selfish decisions. And yeah, it's going to impact me as a child of theirs. And thank you, therapy. Um, <laughs> but I think everything that a human does and a human that chooses to be a parent mm. is going to impact their kid in a positive or a negative way, no right. matter what they do. Right. So, I mean, all we can do is be our best. And like, if your friends argue, let them talk to their kids afterwards after they make up. Right. And but yeah. In, in situations like that, especially when emotions are high and you oh, know yeah. each other so well, and you know how to like dig deep on someone. Yeah. It leads to a lot of like, irreconcilable scenarios mm -hmm. where you're not trying to make up. It's just like, oh, you went there? All right, so I'm going to one-up you. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a lack of maturity in a lot of people. Totally. A lack of logic and going based off of emotions instead of really thinking yeah. about, you know, because I, I, I feel when you have children, you really have to put them first. Right. It's part of the reason why I don't have kids. Same. Because I'm self-aware and I realize I'm a very selfish person. Same. <laughs> like, I can just, it's like, I like my freedom. I like being able to say, yo, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I don't right. want to have to look for a babysitter. Yeah. So I've made a very strong effort to not have children. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I do, I want to be able to be stable enough to be like, okay, sure, I want to do that, but I need to do this for them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I think that's really responsible. And that's also our generation thinking yeah, that yeah. way. Because like now we have so many other passions where kids aren't the end goal. Right. They don't really define you anymore. Exactly. A lot of times people were defined by family and yeah. this and that. Now we're like, yo, you see this Tinder profile? You, know, <laughs> you see this podcast I do? <laughs> hey, listen, man, I couldn't do this with kids. Yeah. Like I'd be doing, playing in the park or apple picking right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. I recently got a dog and I was just like, you know what? This is this is my version of having a child, right. but I can still leave for a couple hours without getting a babysitter and just right. you know close not the door. Like <laughs> die if you leave him unattended for exactly. three hours. Exactly. You know I mean? But um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think now there's not really a reason to have children. Right, unless you just yeah. want kids. Unless you want them, you know. And, and then if you want them, you put them first. Right. Mm -hmm. and you can't have this regret like, oh, you ruined my life. A lot of people have regret to their kids. And I, so I say this sad. to people all the time, like, a lot of people hate their kids. Like, oh people God. don't understand that. Like, it's a it's a sad truth. <laughs> yeah, that's a sad truth. A lot of people truth. just wake up every day and hate their children. Yeah. Like, oh, this kid ruined my life. Because they had him at, like, 19. Right. You know what I mean? And, again, <clears throat> when you have, it's like a weird cycle. Yeah. Going back to, like, fathers not being there and you, the, the likelihood of you being a teen parent mm -hmm. is increased by 70%. If you have a kid as a teen... With some guy who's trying to like figure life out. Right. The chances of him leaving you are like, you know, astronomical. Yeah, of course. So it's just a cycle that just keeps going and going and going. Well, it's also crazy too because oh, I forget where I read it, but there was a statistic saying that like, um, or a study that said that women's brains don't fully develop until they're 24. Mm -hmm. So even on the flip, like a teen mom, like she's still developing. She right. still doesn't know who she she's is. She's a child. Yeah, she's a uh -huh. child. And I mean, that's why um, I think it's really interesting that people in our generation are like freezing their eggs or waiting until much older to have kids to the point where they need to have science intervention like IVF and stuff. Right. Because that to me, and I'm going to go sci-fi geek, um... <laughs> When you put that much effort, like IVF, freezing your eggs, all of this stuff, when you actually do that, which is 
time intensive, very expensive, like yeah. very intentional. You are intentionally having a child and therefore you are going to like, I'm assuming big assumption that they are going to put them first. Um, but people who might accidentally whoopsie have a child. Yeah. It's like, this was not in the plan. This was not in the plan. <laughs> I was going to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you could always pivot, but I do like that intentional aspect of it. Right. Yeah. I get worried with, when medicine gets too involved in kids. Because mm. I think there's got to be some weird side effect to all this stuff. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, worried a bunch of Ted Bundys are going to get born from all these I medications. Mean... Like, it's just a little troublesome. It's the one thing that I think is fascinating about it, because I have several friends that have that have done it and are doing it, mm -hmm. is that you can get to choose, like, basically take out the genetic disorders. Like, it's only oh. healthy embryos at that point. And that, to me, is like, wow, like... So, when you say the genetic disorders, uh -huh. what, like, what do you... You could just, if they have bipolar, you can see it and you could just like splice that out. Ooh, I don't know about that granularity. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That would be really cool. Right. It was yeah. Like, no more yeah, dysfunctional no more anxiety. people. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, it, no, I don't know about that, but I think it's more like autism okay. and, and stuff. Um, see, autism is, is, is a tough one because mm -hmm. on one end, they may require more attention. Right. But, there was this girl who was autistic and she, I know you don't eat meat, but this is going to sound a little <laughs> aggressive. She found a more subtle way of killing the cows. Okay. They still kill them. But, uh -huh. so instead of them just being hung upside down in some factory and like sliced, sliced. open, she created like a, like a pathway for them to walk through and uh -huh. there's food at the end of it. Okay. So they're just eating, chilling, minding their business. And then like a guillotine kind of comes down and kills them that way. The upside is there's less cortisol and stress hormones in their blood. Okay. So that doesn't get sent out to people. Right. Because, you know, you kind of are what you eat. Right. So a lot of animals, they're left for themselves, stressed mm -hmm. out before you kill them. Yeah. So that enters their bloodstream. We consume that. Yeah. You know, so her outlook saw that. So That's cool. it's like, damn, if we didn't, if we got rid of autistic people, that would have never occurred. Totally, you know totally. I, mean? I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that's one of the things that they can um, splice out, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, and I mean, on this, on the other spectrum, autism people, like you said, can have such a degree of awareness that makes right. them like geniuses right. so they have abnormally high iqs in a lot of cases exactly you know so their outlook is totally different yeah so that might have been a bad example but no, I... <laughs> but you know what i meant right. <laughs> i don't, <laughs> I don't want y'all coming throw at you me under the bus yeah, like... <laughs> she hates autism like no i don't that's not what she meant relax <laughs> like <laughs> she's a good person chill thanks thanks i have positive quotes on my instagram <laughs> <laughs> daily affirmation we all need all no, but that would be kind of cool like you can just splice out any real chaos like because yeah i was on my way here and this woman literally i was on at by barclays mm -hmm. and this woman literally stops in the middle of everyone pulls her pants down and starts using the bathroom. Oh, my God. And I'm walking, you know, headphones on. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, wait, no, no way. You see her New whole York. ass out. I'm yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like, on a Sunday. Like, this is disgusting. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. I see that a lot on Allen Street in Chinatown. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's a rite of passage. But 
<laughs> but do we <laughs> Until want Until you see somebody take a shit in New York. Like, <laughs> You're not a true New Yorker. You know Yorker. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I don't know. I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think it all comes down to intentionality. Right. And that's why, I mean, also not to get like super crazy about it, but I think it's so interesting that if you want to adopt or foster a child, mm. they put you through a whole rigmarole, rigmarole um, of like background checks. It's an SAT word I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pretend like I know it. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> um, but they give you background checks. They make sure that you're like secure. You mm. have to have references. Um, but they don't do that when, you know, they send you home with a child. Right. And it's... It's just such an important job, an important decision that I feel like there should be some more parameters that people have to earn having children. You know, it's funny. I Sometimes I sit around and just think of the stupidest ideas. I'm like, yo, how great would it be if everybody was born sterile and you had to like <laughs> perform tasks to pass a test in order to qualify to be a parent? Wait a second. Did I tell you about my sci-fi book idea? No. Because that's exactly it. Oh, that's dope. See, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, see progress. We're getting to it. And it's just like you got to perform tasks and prove you're worthy of reproduction. Yes. Or, you know, just more rigorous standards. Of course. Instead of just like, you know, because anyone can have a kid. Anyone. Two 14-year-old kids can be like, I'm bored, you bored. Let's you know, do it. Like, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, like, and that's a scary thought. You know, I remember when I was like 14, 15, you know, mm-hmm. stupid things. Stupid things. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that if everyone was born sterile and it was like a certain pill or like mm-hmm. a chip you get when you're like at a certain qualification, you can yeah. just reproduce. I think that would be kind of cool to see. It would be. Yeah. And I mean, this is going to get crazy because if this happens in 30 years, like they can pinpoint it to this moment right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... It just makes sense that you have to prove that you could be a parent versus, you know, all of the stuff that's happening now with so many kids in foster care or like, you know, there's a lot of people now that can't have kids and they're spending so much money on science to get kids um, when there's all these kids that need home and homes and love. Because a lot of people look at them like, I don't want to take this one. And exactly. This was, you know, it's a lot of layers you got to peel back on that onion. A hundred percent. You know, abandonment issues. They may have been abused. Mm-hmm. They may have there's spent a lot time of- in a juvenile center. So by the time you get them, it's just like, right, you got to build trust with them. Yeah. You got to unpack just a lot of things. So they're just like, I'd rather just keep taking these shots. Right. You know? Keep <laughs> like, taking these shots. Start fresh. Exactly. I want someone that looks like me. And I get right, it. Right. Like, I get it. That makes sense. I mean, I'm, I might be doing that in a couple years myself, you know? But um, one thing. Adopting or? Uh, I'm actually like on the fence of all of it. Because I'm yeah. just like, do I want a kid? If I want a kid, would I adopt? I know I for sure would love to adopt. Okay. Um, but then there are also t- points where I'm just like, you know, my genetics are sick fire. Like, it would be nice to see a little mini me. <laughs> Conceited. <laughs> like, you heard it here. I have amazing genetics, all right? <laughs> there needs to be more of me, okay? Do you understand that? I just want... No, no, no. I mean, but it, it is it is pretty interesting to see. Like, I see, like, my friend's kids, and I'm like, that's a little you. I can see your yeah, face yeah. in there, right. and that's adorable. I don't know if we need more me's running around. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a lot already. You know what I mean? There's like, me, I'm like five of me. 
That's uh, fair. That's fair. I don't think we need little Brandon's. <laughs> you remember me when I was younger. I was terrible. Yeah, he was ador. He was adorable. I was a domestic terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah. Would you ever consider adoption? I don't know. I I, I guess I'm, my my outlook is different as uh-huh. a guy because. A lot of times, certain circumstances, women can't have children. Right. Right. So if yeah. if I was in a scenario like that, mm-hmm. and I was married, and I was just like, okay, my wife can't have kids, mm-hmm. then that would be an option. Totally. But, you know, since I'm a mid-30s guy right now, and I can have children until I'm about 70, you know. <laughs> Which is another reason why <laughs> we just, need to all be sterile. Like, we, we out here. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, that's, that's tough. I don't even think... Um, I don't think I'd make a good parent right now. I don't think I know enough yet. Okay. I think I need to see more stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, okay, now I'm ready to teach somebody something. I hear that. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be goofing around doing what I do and then I have a kid. That yeah. I have to, you know, I'm, that's my child for life. For life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a part-time job. It's just like, okay, I have to take care of this whole life. And Forever. everything this thing does is a reflection of me. Yeah. You know, I don't want a kid who ends up in prison or, like, does something insane and I have to, like, live with that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. I think I need to wait. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I feel like, and I feel like that happens, um, like, because in my experience, I'm pretty similar. Like, I waffle whether I want to have a child or not. Mm. But as of right now, I know I do not, I do not qualify to be a mom. Uh-huh. Um, I have my little fur baby and that's enough. Uh, but like I'm learning how to drive because okay. of, because my dog really likes taking car rides. Nice. So that's why I'm learning how to drive. Uh-huh. But, um, but like, I think the city really promotes our independence so much right, right, right. that, and there's so much to do. That doesn't center around kids. And if you have kids, there's so much to do with kids too, but it's just... I'd just rather not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think also the amount of access we have to people is totally different than previous generations. Totally. You know, you go on Instagram, you may interact with a hundred people a day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's much harder to be faithful now. Yeah. You think cheaters were doing the most back then. Like now it's just like just a plethora of just like... Fuck me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just everywhere. You know, it's just 24-7 between that, people with OnlyFans, this person, that. It's just chaotic. You know, like the, the things I've been said, the things people have said to me, mm. I'm just like, wow. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I'm in a relationship. Like, what is wrong with you? But like, it's just it's just a lot to fend off I in see. comparison to years before. Yeah. You know, I see why divorces can be much higher now. Mm-hmm. Because... A million and one dating apps, social media. You always think, oh, maybe this one's better. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's there's definitely an argument that can be made that there's so many options now that people just want to switch. And that's what makes it even more enticing to, like, get off media occasionally and, like, not even bother with the apps or any of that stuff. Um, but like, that's where communication comes so into key, like, or why communication is so key. And like, that's one of the things like, I know I'm not ready to be a mom right now. Cause I know personally, and growing up with a single mom, 
that I want a partner who makes me feel safe enough to have a child. Okay. And did you ever watch Parks and Rec? No. Okay, good. I'm not show. a big TV person. That's right. Honest. I'm more like in the movies, and I'll be on YouTube for hours, just like <laughs> scrolling. It's it's a bad habit. Like the way you watch TV is how I'm on YouTube. Oh my goodness. It's bad. I know a lot <laughs> like, of people like it's you. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be in a wormhole like Do you have TikTok? Because I heard that's no, what that no, Yeah, neither I do refuse. I. I yeah. refuse. Same. No, 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 no. <laughs> but um she she had this quote and it's something like when she was talking to one of the other characters about whether she was ready to be a mom. Um, she said, you and your husband make a good team. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and if you think you guys both make a good team maybe you guys can bring in other team players. Oh. And I was like, I like that. Because at the end of the day, all I'm looking for personally as a single person is I'm looking for a team member. Right. And then, because to be a mom is the most vulnerable you'll ever be. Like, that's your forever decision. You're now, like, beholden to this other little creature. Even when they're older, my mom's still on speed dial for yeah. me. Like, um, but... If you have a team member to support you in that, then that would be exciting. I'd it's be like able to do much that. Much easier. I kind of yeah. look at like relationships as a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Like people are different, but they fit together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and I think that so many people look at it as the man should do this, the woman should do that, the man should. And I'm right. just like, yo, everyone's dynamic is different. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no specified. You have to do that. You right. Have to do that. You know. Sometimes. One person may fall on hard times and the other person has to take over the slack or vice mm -hmm. versa. You know, it's just all about filling in the empty spaces. Like, totally. You know, you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. So I think once we get past defined roles and what you should be doing and this mm -hmm. and that, you know, I think it'll make life much easier as far as finding a partner, wife, husband. Whatever. Totally. You know? And I think that's like kind of what our, and I keep saying our generation, but it's not really our generation, but people of like like-minded thinkers um where we are moving past those roles and like looking at my family and their generations they were single because they didn't want to be in those roles right. so i think it, the way you, the reason you say our generation because it happens so often in our generation it does yeah and it was just like women who and i'm not shooting down women get your money go to school you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like don't be just laying around doing nothing mm -hmm. but they were saying that like women who make their own money and go to college and further their education are less likely to get married mm -hmm. because essentially they don't need a partner right right you know and i forgot my boy was telling me he was like by 2030 70 percent of american women will be single Ooh. and i'm like that's tough because, <laughs> like it's, you thought it was bad now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a weird world out here. That's why we need to go into lesbianism. Like, all of that stuff. <laughs> Bro. That's where you lost me. Different episode. Like, if, if that's what... It, let me clarify. If that's what you prefer, mm -hmm. amen, go for it. You that's know, true. Live your life. I'm not... But, if everyone because of... I'm not fucking a guy. <laughs> so... <laughs> If there's like, so, you know, cause and effect. Totally. If all the women are going to the women, I'm not looking at my boy like, well, you know what I mean? Like, ain't gonna suck itself, bro. Like, well, you know what's interesting, actually, even thinking about that? So, back in the day, like, way, way back in the day, 
when people used to live in communities, mm. right? And like the women were always that community for one another. Mm. Like, and, and even seeing it here, like if my mom wasn't available, it would be my grandma next. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then it would be my paternal grandma and then my great grandma and then it'd be my dad, uh -huh. you know? So um, it was just always women first. Um, but if more women are single and like one of them decides to get married and have a child, there's going to be so many rich aunties to help support. Yeah, but we're just looking at it through one lens. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> okay the what's women the are getting this. Cool, great. But there's guys. <laughs> like, I. Oh, well, the guys just have to step up. What, what do you mean? Like, okay, so for example. <laughs> like, if... all right, all right, all right. What are we not doing? Like, maybe I can get some clarity because I have a woman here. Okay. Like, totally, what, yes. what are guys not doing that has women so flabbergasted and disturbed by us and just like. We got to figure this shit out because they're not doing it. Like, what, 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 what can we do to, I guess, increase our value to y'all? Okay, okay. So first, let me say, I've only met really great guys in my whole life. We just didn't jive for one reason or another. Okay. Um, and actually, two of the guys they weren't even open to adoption. Okay. Like, they were like, no, you. I want you to have my kid. And I was right. just like, I, well, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't want that pressure. So, no, I'm good. Tapping out on this. You she could sounds go like my boy. One. Good guy, but... Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, kind of sounds controlling over a body for me, but... I just think some, some people, man, mm -hmm. man or woman, just want an offspring of their own. You know, some people just want to carry on their DNA or, mm -hmm. you know you know what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. just want someone who's like them, who's related to them. Some people just see adoption as like, I have no connection to that child. Totally. And I think it takes a person, a, a, diff, a specific personality to adopt, to foster. And it's basically, I'm going to be a parent, even if this isn't my, my genetics. Right. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. And not every, it's not for everyone. But for the people that it's for, it's beautiful. Right. Um, but going back to what guys got to do, I think, honestly, it's not even that hard. At least in my opinion, is mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm just trying to hear these magic words. Okay. I think you just got to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. I think therapy is key because once you become self-aware... And no, everyone's human. Everyone has faults. Everyone has strengths. Right. Um, and it's all about like knowing who you are and what you have to offer and then finding those people who can help complement. Right. And that goes into the puzzle piece that you mentioned, right. which I love. Like, I think you literally just have to be self-aware enough to know what you actually want. And if you don't know what you want, understanding that you don't know what you want and being completely transparent about that and just communicating that to someone communicating communication communication is like, that's number one that's big with that that's one of the main reasons for divorce yeah like people I don't communicate things they just mm -hmm. a lot of people have ideas in their head and then they show up and then they get mad that no one did what they wanted. Exactly. It's like, I'm not a mind reader. Well, you should know me by now. Like, what? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't yeah. know what you want. You know, I'm, I'm very big on communication. Same. Like, for example, my birthday's next month. 
already told my girlfriend what I want. I'm like, I want to do this. Okay. There's no if and or but. <laughs> her birthday's this month. I'm still asking her, what do you want to do? I don't know. See, now when you end up with nothing, I don't want to hear. Yeah, she can't get mad. I'm 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 with you on that because yeah, I'm the I mean, same. Babe, I, I love you, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need communication as well because, like you said, no mind reader. Like, just let me know. And if someone were to tell you like what they wanted, like how you were like, I want this, and if you don't get that, then it's just like you didn't listen to me. Well, okay. See, <laughs> like it goes back to uh, like when you say like therapy or being self aware. Mm-hmm. I, I I've been to therapy twice. Okay. And it was for not for like a, a self aware thing. Mm-hmm. It was to do with like family issues and like mm-hmm. deaths and family and stuff like that. But as far as therapy, me personally, I spent a lot of time thinking. Like, there will be times right. I just sit in the house and I just don't talk. I'll mm-hmm. just, like, think and I'll replay my day or mm-hmm. I'll think about how I reacted to something. And I'm just like, damn, maybe I did come off as an asshole to that person. Right. And I'll try to rectify the way I do things. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess this is my own self-therapy. Yeah. You know, but I, I try to be aware of my presence around other people. Totally. Or I'll ask people how they felt about how I did something. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just, it's my way or the highway, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know. I think, yeah. And let me preface, like, I totally think that that's therapy. Like, it's self-therapy, like right, you yeah. mentioned. Because actually going to therapy, that, you have to have money to go to therapy no, no, or like, really good insurance. So how much is the copay? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, my, I'm thankful that my past couple jobs have given us access to a, a counselor, oh, which nice. is basically a therapist. Right, right, right. And every single week, I'm just like, hey, it's me again. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I also journal. And like when I don't have access to that, I think what it comes down to is like what you just mentioned. Self-reflection. Right. Thinking about it, journaling, talking to a friend about it, like whatever therapy is to you but being self-aware uh is definitely the first step in being in any relationship i'm aware of my problems in relationships my number one problem in a relationship if you're watching a movie with me i'm gonna pause the movie a lot (gasps) because (laughs) do you talk during movies no during the movie i don't talk okay like if we're at the movies i shut up the entire time okay but if we're we're watching a movie at home (laughs) and i'll see something that's just like People are taking that face value, and I see what they're trying to do. I'll be like, "Now nah, hold up." So, oh no, like, I'm like, "Wait, did you just see what happened? That doesn't no. bother you? Like, what do you mean? No. Like, All right, we'll talk about this after the movie, <laughs> right? And I'll just be like disturbed because I'll never forget we were watching this movie, and it was like this. It was an Indian movie, mm-hmm. like it was Indian people, but mm-hmm. they spoke English. You know, regular Americans, right? And the guy, he had said she was marrying a white guy. Okay. And he was just like, you know, growing up, white men saw me as like nothing. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I know a guy who was trying to date this Indian girl. He's black. And the family was like, I don't know. And, the, you know, they were like Indian Muslim and he's Muslim. Okay. And they were still just like, I don't know. I'm like, yo, you see this? Like, <laughs> so the guy who oppressed him, like they're, they're cool with that. But like my boy, like and my girl's just like. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and this realized, just got deep. That's a flaw I have. I have to stop doing that. Like, I have to stop thinking everyone thinks how I think. And I have to stop pausing movies. I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a part of just being a, a human in general. Totally. Just realizing what you do wrong or a flaw you have, you know? Totally, totally. And I think what's important, too, and something that I 
have learned so much about myself is because I always, um, I always, uh, romanticize relationships. Mm. And so my only relationships that I saw were from Disney movies. Oh, okay, okay. And I always thought like, oh my God, if you're attracted to someone else that isn't your partner, then you shouldn't be with that person because obviously you don't love them. Yeah, don't ever go on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of attractive people on there. Well, that was when I was very, very young. But one of the other things that I've learned recently is like, you're never going to be perfect you have to be ready to be in a relationship where you're also going to be working on yourself right. throughout. Um, and I think that's key. So being finding that safe place or that person that provides that safe place mm. um, so that you can continue to grow as an individual. Because uh, my girl and I have been together nine years now. She's been dealing with me since I was 25. Oh, my God. So the person I was at 25 versus now is just 180. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. And I would say her as well. Like, because we, we both kind of realize our character traits, flaws, whatever. Yeah. And we try to work on it. So, in that aspect, it, it, it works out, you know. Um, but, you know, still me. <laughs> That's key, though. As long as you're comfortable with yourself. Right. You That's know, key. I tell people all the time, never, don't change for someone, change for yourself. Exactly. You know, and I think. Even with therapy, a lot of people just go, 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 go. And I'm like, dude, you're still the same person. Like, you haven't yeah. changed anything to better yourself. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, you have to fix this. Right. doesn't matter how many times you say it out loud. Like, what mm-hmm. are you going to do to change that? Yeah. You know? And when I realized that, I was just like, I don't think I need to go. Because I know what's wrong with me. And I just need to fix it. You know? That's fair. Yeah. And I feel like as long as you get that person. So, you know that. You know what some areas of improvement are oh, yeah. and um, and how you could potentially do it. And then you have someone who supports you in doing it. Right. It's all about communication. <laughs> communication. That's you know? key. And being mature. Uh, maturity mm-hmm. is another thing that a lot of people don't have. Like, I don't hang out with I, immature people for some reason. I, I know a lot. <laughs> like, I, I know a lot. Like I know it's weird. Some of my friends, are into mischievous things, and then some of my friends have, like, five-bedroom houses. You know, and I'm somewhere in the middle of that. You know what I, I mean? Love like that mix. Like, that's, it's just like, wow, this is really ratchet, and this, wow, this is really rich. And I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out my role in the middle of that. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I deal with a lot of immature people. They'll say, like, yeah, because my girl said this, so I did this to her. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, an eye for an eye. Nah, she ain't finna violate me. It's just like, bro, just... Oh, my goodness. Just chill out. You have to, yeah. like, take a deep breath before you do something. Like, mm-hmm. think, talk. Like, don't just, you know, respond. Don't react. Right, right, you know? right. And it's easier said than done, but, like, as you start being, practicing more and everything like that, like, taking a breath before reacting... Right. Then you can maybe make it easier. <laughs> People will talk to me, and sometimes I'll, like, look up and think... Because I'm trying to process <laughs> what you said, and I don't want to say something ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, all right, let me process that and really give a response and not just, what did you say? Uh, right, right. But, you know, it's a lot of reacting and not responding with people. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last couple times that I've actually gotten into heated debates or heated discussions, I've had to, like, walk away. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I'm going to be right back. Yeah. I need, like, five <laughs> minutes to clear my head. And then they'll be like, no, no, I want to talk to you. I'm like... 
if I talk to you right now, I'm going to end this relationship. And I was like, and I love you too much, mom or best friend. <laughs> like, like, just give me five minutes to cool down. See, with me, I'll just, if it's one of my boys and they're trying to argue, I'll just mm-hmm. be like, you're right. Oh, okay. Okay, you're right. You just, we just, just see things Cut different. it right there. That's it. Like, I'm not going to argue with you about whatever stupid thing it is. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> guys argue about stupid things. Right, right, right. So it might be over a basketball game. I've seen guys get into arguments over LeBron and Jordan. Oh, no. Like, full-blown arguments. Okay. Guys in their mid, what do you mean Jordan's better? It's just like, <laughs> bro, like, stop. you both suck. <laughs> like, stop arguing. They're you're both right, better. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? The sun will rise tomorrow. Chill. Yeah. Totally, totally. So I just... That's that's what I'm saying. The maturity thing mm-hmm. with people, it just so maturity, communication. Um, you also just have to want to be in a relationship. Yeah, that's key because you know? a lot of people don't want to be in relationships right now. Um, Question: Before we, <laughs> how long do you think <laughs> it's okay? Uh, okay, so you break up with someone. How okay. long should you wait to start dating a new person? Are you on a break, like Ross, or no, are you? No, no, no. You, guys, you, you broke up. Just, okay. But you were in like a long-term relationship. Say you were together four or five years, mm-hmm. and then you guys break up. How long do you think is a respectable amount of time until you get with someone new? You know what? Honestly, I think you're not gonna like my answer because it depends on the it depends on your age and where you are. Mm-hmm. Like you could be in a four or five year relationship. But really, the last two years, we're just phoning it in on both of your ends, right? So are you one of the people that believes, like, whenever time you broke up, you divide that by two and that's when you really broke up? No. Okay, okay. No, no, no. But, like, I'm I'm the kind of person that I feel like, because I've had friends who have been in multi-year relationships mm. and then are single for, like, three months, find someone, and then now that's their person. Man. Yeah. And then I've also had friends who have been in multi-year relationships. I say multi-year because it could be like four or seven years. Um, And now it's like four years later and they're still single, you know, like, but not for, they're still dating and stuff. It's just, Mm. they haven't found that person. So I think it, it all just depends. Oh no. If you break up with me, you got to at least cry for three months before you talk to somebody else. What? (laughs) Oh no. Like... (laughs) You mean you love me? You just out here already on dates. Mm -mm, How dare you? mm -mm. It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Look, that's that's it. That's it. Nah, man, find yourself. (laughs) Like, like, how are you just gonna leave me? (laughs) Oh my god! After all these years, you're just like I'm ready to date. No, you don't even know you anymore. You're a totally different person. It's been five long years. I don't don't know. know I don't know. Maybe she. Maybe in her mind, she was single for the past three years. That's why you know. (laughs) (laughs) Communication. Yeah, I I don't know, but yeah. So we're gonna wrap this episode up. Okay. With a beautiful quote, and it goes like this: No matter how tall a building stands, it needs a strong foundation. Think about it. Stay black, y'all. Peace.